Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest to you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Our next guest from the mothership has quickly risen to the top of NFL analysts. We take absolutely no cheap shots against him. When he's dishing knowledge on NFL Live, we never want the show to end. He's totally in the zone. Day in and day out, he takes care of everything. He's never out of bounds. He's the safety blanket for ESPN's NFL coverage. Say hello to Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Lovely intro. Yeah. Thank you. Dan Orlovsky joining us. Yeah. Little. Wait. You didn't take did, shots. Did you, did you read anything into that intro that we just gave you there? So a couple things. Okay. One, you said you never take any shots. That's accurate. You took three. I counted them. Okay. I'm going to put my headphones on as just well. Just like so you could be else. warm since you don't have a jacket here? I'm totally warm. The second thing is when you guys put up the picture of everybody that's a guest today. Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me is everybody. I think it's Cranston, um, Peter I, King, Debo, and Eisen. Eisen. Everybody's like a face forward shot, and you guys picked a shot of me turned to the side. I think it's to hide the, the width ears? of my ears. So another. See, look at everyone's face on, but me. I don't think that uh, we did that on purpose. That no. looks like a glamour shot. Yeah, yeah. That's like from five years ago. Okay. Uh, by the way, NFL Live, Old Town, Scottsdale for Super Bowl week, beginning today through Friday for Eastern. Uh, Dan will be there with Laura Rutledge, Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, and Ryan Clark. How's morale? Great. Ready to go. Where's the drama in the Super Bowl? Um, I think the – can Patrick Mahomes, like, go to three and four years and only have one? I think that's probably a big conversation. Um you know, Jalen and, and the shoulder, he has not played well since, at least as a thrower, since the injury. And so that, that's a big part of, is he going to re, kind of rebound from the injury? Um, you know, I think Jeffrey Lurie put to bed a little bit of this, but I had quietly been thinking, you know, Philly's been to the Super Bowl twice in the last, I think, six seasons, right? 17 and then this year, so five or six seasons. Uh, both times with a rookie quarterback deal. And I was always like sitting there wondering, do they just believe that that is the blueprint? Like no, no matter who the quarterback is, they're going to draft one. They're going to move on from the expensive one and then continue to try to have the best roster in football. And then Jeffrey Lurie the other night kind of said he doesn't need to do anything to prove himself anymore. He's exactly what they're looking for. So, uh, but that was a little bit of a, a question mark that I had moving forward. 
And it feels like we've all focused on Mahomes' injury and not Jalen Hurts. He has not thrown well since that Chicago game. He hasn't. Regular season, week 18, when he had to play, didn't play well, didn't throw it well. He didn't throw it well against the um, Giants. He did not throw it well against the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't think like just this two-week stretch is automatically going to make it that much better. So that's like the most concerning thing that I would have about the whole Super Bowl. Well, explain that injury. Is he going to need surgery? Uh, some guys need it, yeah. I think some guys need it. I would say this. like, I, I, I'm not a doctor, obviously. It took 17 years to graduate from college. Um, but I think like the thing that stands out with Jalen over the past four or five games since the injury in comparison to before is the control of the football or lack thereof. I think that's where he made his greatest growth this year was like he could control the football, the tempo of the ball that he wanted, the placement of the ball that he wanted, how firm it had to be. You know, the, the deep ball was such a great growth for his, and the control of that has, has really slipped over the past, again, like six weeks since that injury. And I think if you, if you took, like, the, the really deep dive into the game, if you're Steve Spagnuolo, the defense coordinator for the Chiefs, you're going to sit there and go, well, you have to prove it to me. I'm not going to let you guys run the football. At least they're going to try to do that, and they're going to play sticky man coverage and be physical at the line and say, Jalen, we're going to see what the shoulder feels like. <clears throat> and I think that the lack of control um, that has kind of been showing over the last six weeks is a big deal. I really do. I just think that it's not necessarily like the pain. It's do you feel completely free? Like do you, do you just have games as a quarterback where you warm up and you're like, I'm throwing it today. Like there's nothing I cannot do with this football. And I just don't see that right now from Jalen. You, you hear pitchers a lot, and here we are, it's appropriate to ask this, uh, at Scottsdale Stadium, they'll have it when they're warming up. Yeah. And then they go to into the game and they don't have it, or vice versa. Yeah. Do quarterbacks have similar uh, <laughs> you know, games where they're like, man, I'm killing it in warm-ups, and then you get to the game and you're like, what the hell, where'd that go? It's like me on a driving range. Yeah. I'm great on the range. Yeah. And then we get on the course, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think quarterbacks have that because there's other variables attached, too. You know, like you get hit early on in a game, and that hit lingers for the whole game. That could be part of it. Um, yeah, I think you got you you have that as a quarterback where sometimes you feel great. I, I, you know, throwing the football, though, is such a, um, like a individual thing. You know, pitching, I, I, I don't never play, like, high-level baseball, so I don't know how much that impacts your mind. But when you're a quarterback and you feel like you could throw it, Unless you're taking a shot early on in the game, that really doesn't go away. I, I found an interesting quote where uh, Tom Brady's dad said Tom got tired of getting hit. Yeah. Well, I, I would think yeah. nobody likes getting hit unless maybe Roethlis Josh Allen. Josh Allen likes getting hit. Yeah. Roethlisberger, did he like getting hit? I think a lot of quarterbacks like getting hit if the end result is what they wanted. Like, there was no better feeling as a quarterback than when you would take a huge shot and you would look up and the ball was complete. Because that was devastating to a defense, right? Um, I think as you got older, you got less and less uh, um, appreciative of the shots and of the hits. So, but there's some quarterbacks that embrace it. I sit with college coaches all the time, and we, you know, one of the questions we'll ask these guys when it comes to younger quarterbacks is like, how do you find ways to get them in rhythm in the game? And 80% of the time, they're like, well, we want to run them early to get them hit so they can settle into the game. I think like the younger generation of quarterbacks is embracing the physicality of the position more than guys of the past. Assess the uh, quarterbacks in this year's draft. I think the, uh, the four kids that are probably going to be talked about a bunch in the first round. So Bryce Young, to me, is like Steph Curry. Everything is so slow for him, but he plays so fast. 
I love him. I love his game. I think he's one of those players you sit there and go, don't overthink it much, but we will. He is not big, and that is putting it lightly. I mean, he is – once you meet him in person, it takes you back a little bit because you – if you just contrast him to the stars, the young stars in the league right now, you go Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Um, Burrow's 6'5". Joe Burrow, even Jalen. Jalen's thick. Uh, Bryce isn't. He's slight. He's he's not tall and he's slight. His shoulders are slight. So I think that's got to be. But is he Tua like? No, Tua's probably 15, 20 pounds heavier. Okay. Easily. Like way thicker. And we see what's happening to him in the NFL. Well, and, and Dan, I was going to. Like, we started to talk about this a little bit. We're saving it for a little bit of the draft, but the quarterbacks that have kind of become the. Or we've seen the acceptance of drafting smaller sized quarterbacks in the past couple of years. You can make the case that none of them have really panned out here. You know, out, Kyler, question marks, and injured. Baker's been all over the place, even though he's a little bit thicker. Um, and I think Tua, because of the injuries, is part of that conversation as well. So, but Bryce is special. He's a special talent, but he's, he's not big. C.J. Stroud, I'm a huge fan of. I think he thinks the game the best. He can throw it. He's the best pure thrower. I think he, as a passer, just as a passer, He's, he's an upgrade athletically, but as a passer, he reminds me of golf. Just very natural, very fluid thrower. Levis is going to be the guy that people will sit here and say he's the number one pick or he's not a first-round talent. Just a crazy physical talent. He can absolutely whip the ball. Um, tough dude. There's going to be question marks of how well he can see the field, how well he thinks, how well he processes, how come his numbers weren't better. You'll hear, the, is he going to be Zach Wilson or is he going to be Josh Allen? That's probably going to be the, the comp the, that you know, you'll sit there and, and kind of point to. And then um, Anthony Richardson is a freak. I mean, he's a I, – I called some of his freshman year games at Florida, and then I called his first game this year against Utah. He is an absolute superstar talent. If you are an organization that, like, wants to take a guy and you are 100% committed to sitting for two years – and your coach and general manager aren't on, on the hot seat, and I know that's a little bit of a rarity in the NFL, you take him. He's a tremendous talent. We're talking to Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership, NFL Live, starting today through Friday at 4 Eastern. Uh, Dan also calling the Super Bowl in uh, New Zealand and Australia. I thought it was me and Greg together. Olsen, no? No, 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 no sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. You're down on the list. Yeah, yeah down on the Still, list. Yeah. Uh, you have an Australian accent. I've done that once, we, usually for NFL Live. Yeah, you we, probably don't want to do that yeah, during yeah, the broadcast. Yeah, we, yeah. We, uh, for NFL Live, we, we have to like tape a hit for um, Australia usually. And at one time, like I was like, I'll do an Australian accent and say something. They were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, so. What advice would you give Tom Brady going into broadcasting? Um, I think that, one, your opinion is always wrong. Um, and it should be. You know, like we live in this world where like – People get so caught up on opinion and analysis. Your opinion should be wrong. Like when you have an opinion, as long as you justify your opinion, you want people to disagree with your opinion. That, that's part of this job. You should strive to have your analysis be accurate. And I think that's one of the things that I would tell Tom. You know, like you're going to be wrong with stuff. But what's stuff. the difference of your opinion and your analysis? Because your analysis should form your opinion. I think analysis is a little bit more scientific. You know, like when, when I watch tape, I can make the analysis on tape that the Philadelphia's Eagle, Philadelphia Eagles defense struggles at moments to handle motion and crossing routes. 
that's analysis, and I can prove to you that that, that analysis is accurate. Um, I could have the opinion that, um, you know, Joe Montana doesn't make it into my top five what quarterbacks. What the hell is wrong with you? Let's go! That's, that's an opinion. I know, but you should have analysis to go along with something like that because it, if, if it's a standalone opinion, yeah. I'm dying to know what the analysis yeah. is that would be attached to that. I think there's two things. I mean, if we want to rehash the top five quarterback conversation. <laughs> um, this is going to follow you the rest of your career. So uh, I think that... I mean, that's not an opinion. That's analysis. (laughs) Him, he's not top 20 in yards or touchdowns. That has to matter somewhat. And then everyone goes to the Super Bowl record, respectfully, as they should. The defense gave up 15 points per game in those four Super Bowls. Okay. Paulie, bring out Joe Montana. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know like that, that, that has to be a part of the, the conversation. Also, that is my opinion, thinking, well, Marino was probably better. I could put Aikman into that conversation. I could put Drew Brees into that conversation. We can't just sit there and say, well, he's top five because he, he was, went to four Super Bowls. You can't do that. Like, that's, okay, there's so much more attached to the game. You have to win a game. That's an opinion. You have to win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady. Then? Patrick. Okay. And then? Um, probably Elway. Okay. Peyton. Montana. Okay, so he made your top five in winning the most important game. No, he didn't. He made six. Right? Oh, and then Marino. Yeah. I'm, Marino and Elway are in that conversation. I'm not. This isn't a dump on Joe Montana thing for me. <laughs> but it appears to be. <laughs> But it's not. I, but that's why you can't if be you scared had to on, have an opinion. If you had him on NFL Live, yeah. would you say... I'd ask him about Skechers. Would you ask him about... <laughs> would, would you say, hey, I just want to let you know, I think you're maybe in the top 20 in quarterback. Yeah, and he would probably look at me, laugh, and be like, cool. Now, he might not matter. I mean, he might not care about it. I would imagine Joe Montana does not care that I don't have him in the top five. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Right? I, I think I mean, he's he got might, bigger things going on. He might say you're not even the fifth best quarterback in UConn history. I'd ask, I him, mean, he might. I'd ask him for his opinion on who are the top five then. <laughs> well, he, nobody can name five good quarterbacks at UConn. <laughs> uh, then, 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 I, then I would win that argument. Then I would win that argument. You're a guy who manipulated your 40-yard dash time. Like, I don't know if I can trust you when it comes to, uh, you know. Many, that's many years ago, Dan. I'm not that same person. Oh, you're not? Uh, I'm a changed man. I respect I it. I am a changed man. I respected that. that, And you wonder what – you wouldn't be sitting here. I told my fr- – I told uh, – we were at a friend's house the other night. I would not be sitting here. No, no, no. I told that story again to a friend's house the other night. So my kids are – I have sons who are 11 years old. I have triplet sons who are 11, and then I have a daughter who's 7. And we live in Connecticut. And listen, I'm not like shoot your dreams down type person at all. I'm actually the complete opposite. But my kids play youth <laughs> sports, right? And I was like at my daughter's basketball game two weeks ago, and I'm at my son's lacrosse games all the time and whatnot, and hearing parents talk about their kids. The NFL, the NBA, major league, we're going to have to form new leagues. There's not going to be enough professional sport leagues for all the kids that are going to become professional (laughs) sports players. And so I was trying to like, you know, oftentimes people in town or parents in town will ask me like, what should I do with my kid? You know, when do I need to start their private training? I'm like, dude, they're nine. 
They can barely wipe themselves, guys. So, like, we don't. Um, and so I was telling that story the other night because everyone was like, do you, out of the, all, all the kids, the friends groups, who, who do you think are the kids who can go play professional sports? Oh, and I'm my like, God. I was like, guys, this is how I made it. This is how I actually made the professional sports. So um, Now, once again, scouts were coming, and then you it moved. It was Edsel, Randy Edsel. He wanted to come to watch a practice. And you moved the cones on the 40-yard dash. Yeah, because I knew if UConn, I had not had any offers then, and I knew that if UConn didn't offer me, no one was going to offer me. <laughs> so, you know, we had two cones, start and finish, and I was running at like 5'8", maybe at that time. And I knew, like, if I did not get an offer from UConn, I wouldn't buy anybody. And he showed up, and my dad went to go see him, so I kicked the final cone up like four or five yards. (laughs) (laughs) And and what was your 40-yard dash time? When I ran it in that moment, it was 4-8. Realistically, it was like... (laughs) And then I went to camp that summer, and I ran like (laughs) 5-6. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't an athlete or did, athletic. Did did coach look at his watch and like wait? I'll never forget. He looked at me, arms up, like the emoji. He went arms up, and I responded back with my hamstring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew what I was doing. I was the kid who went to the mailbox and took the report card and scribbled oh, or yeah. erased. Yeah, changed the grade. Yeah, I yeah. cheated my way through like adolescence. Uh, the biggest off-season story is going to be what? Great question. Um. I'm not going to say Rodgers. Um, what the Jets do at quarterback, I think, is, is probably the biggest offseason conversation. I think the Jets are a legit, legit, like, divisional round playoff team. You can make the case AFC championship t- caliber defense, and if they're healthy up front, I think the Jets can play with anyone. I really do. But and who it, should go there? That's the toughest part of this conversation, Dan, because they have to take a big swing. I mean, it's a winner-go-home winner type of thing for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, the head coach and general manager. So you sit there and go, well, if it's not Rodgers, well, who's it going to be? Because they have four options. It's go ahead with Zach Wilson. I don't think that's the thing. Sign Aaron Rodgers. Go find a way to get Rodgers. But the only way you go get Rodgers is if, like, he commits to being around in March, April, and May. Yeah. they got a young team. And, you like, not only his – Leadership, but just the energy, like the the energy has to be around the organization. So those guys really get ready for the fall. Um, it's it's draft another rookie again. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, and I think that listen, I'm a I'm a big Derek Carr guy, but you have to figure out before you try to trade and or sign for him. It's not do you think he could play good. It's do you think he can handle the burden and the expectations of what next season is for the Jets in New York? That's a big deal. Like that's, and that not everyone can handle that. I want to thank you for uh, all the contributions during the season. Uh, Always ESPN, an honor. ESPN PR department, poor you know PR department. Fritzy is is so annoying. They I, don't, must... I don't mean to be a pain in the neck. But Fritzy thinks that the ESPN talent are, are supposed to be on our show, and that's. Part of the problem. After all those years with ESPN, I thought you know you don't work there anymore. I don't. Neither one of us do. No, we don't. No, but it's it's great. We don't get paid to come on the show. No, no. I think there's some parting gifts or something. The Dan Patrick board game or something. What do we have? I got a sandwich. I got the slider over there. That slider looked incredible. Oh, it's great. You should get it. I'll give you. I'll give you two if you want. You can take one back to Big Swagoo. He eats enough. He don't need more food. He does the intermittent fasting, so he's not going to eat till like two or something today. All right. Um, by the way, if you're watching on Peacock, we're going to see if Dan will crank up that uh, that arm. You want to see if we? You uh, guys said Brady Quinn almost threw it to the infield. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was probably 40 feet short. Guys, that's an absolute huck. <laughs> well, your arm, I mean, you should have a lot of mileage still there. I don't know. My shirt might be too There's tight nothing to you could do moving cones today, so you can't <laughs> manipulate this. But, you know, let's let America see that arm. You know, we didn't get to see it enough in the NFL. <laughs> that wasn't good enough. Uh, Brady Quinn took his shirt off, by the way, too. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. Uh, Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership. That's a before-after photo, then. <laughs> you're, you're like olive oil, and, and he's Popeye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or, I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
It's hour two here in Scottsdale, Scottsdale Stadium, the spring training home of the San Francisco Giants. Kind enough to give us the keys to the place. I hope they're not going to regret it here. You know, Paulie was out there sleeping in the outfield the other day. Uh, we were hitting golf balls. We want to take batting practice. We'd like to run the bases if we could. So uh, we still have time to do some damage here. But, uh, you know, clean up, turn out the lights when it's all said and done. Uh, Debo Samuel's going to join us, the Niners wide receiver. Brian Cranston next hour and uh, Peter King as well. Rich Eisen is uh, kind enough to join us. He's doing his show out here. Let me uh, get to Rich in a moment. Just uh, mentioning that LeBron breaking Kareem's uh, record last night against OKC. And it's weird because as soon as the ball went through the hoop, I thought I'd hate to be those people who had tickets to the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday night. You know, in L.A., you have to think about those things and what those tickets probably cost last night. But uh, LeBron is the all-time. Now you have something that's fact. Everything else is opinion when it comes to Michael Jordan and who's the greatest. This is a fact. This is, you know, Emmett Smith is not the greatest running back of all time, but he is the all-time leader in rushing yards. That's a fact. The opinion part of this, LeBron is the all-time leader, whether he's the greatest player of all time, which I think he is, uh, you know, that's up to your interpretation. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. The aforementioned Rich Eisen, NFL Network host, feels like every weekend Rich is on there. When I wake up and then I go to bed, I'm like, I'll text Rich and I'll be like, hey, how are you holding up? I'm holding up. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you. How? When's the first time I met you? How many years ago? Is um, it was, let me get this correct, so 96, um, March of 96, or fe February of 96 is when I showed up and I was just observing because yes. there was no ESPN news yet to throw me on. Yeah. Um, so I was observing the late sports center. I don't think I sat in any big show meetings. Um, and then the story I like to tell people is the tapes that would be used for the late night sports center were the same tapes that were used by you and the highlights, Keith, the highlights. Yeah. yeah. So they would come up in this plastic bin. <laughs> that's how that's how highfalutin this operation was a plastic bin. It would come up from the control room as soon as they were done. And I started looking at them because I, I wanted to make sure I, I looked at the highlights first. And I was just locked in, 26 years old, felt this presence to my left, this looming shadow to my left. And I looked up, and it was Dan Patrick looking down at me saying, so, you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and you're all laughing because you know exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know that guy. He hasn't changed. <laughs> I know that guy. He is literally he's, he's still right there. frozen yeah. in time. Oh, he's to my left yeah. as a looming yeah. presence asking yeah. if I'm nervous. I'm not nervous now, but at the time I was. And so that was, I guess, what, uh, 27 years ago? Is that what it was? Yeah, 27 years. My God. But I was trying to break the tension. <laughs> I took it as, I took it as uh, a sign that you, you know, just that, that you were paying attention at all meant that you, you know, that I, I had caught something of your attention other than just a... I didn't see you busting anybody else's stones. Well, you know, I, so. I know what the feeling was like when I went in there. And my first show was with Berman, but I got in was there. Was it? Yeah. He stayed. It's one of the nicest gestures anybody's ever done for me in TV. I, I, Chris did the 11 o'clock Sports Center. Yes. And I was set to do the next Sports Center. Mm -hmm. 
and he said, uh, I'll stay and work with the Charlotte Observer. Because I I observed SportsCenter for three months. Three months. I just did four. I just did one month. Well, That's I had to I tell management, I, I can do this. Yeah. It was three months. Three and so months. And so Chris said, I was going to do my first show, and he said, you know, I'll do the show with you. And I was intimidated. I it, bet. It made me more nervous because, and Chris is so loud doing the highlights. Like, people don't realize this. You're next to him, and at one point, we went to commercial, and I said, God, you're loud. And he goes, you could always go back to CNN. And I went, all right. Uh-oh. I'm going to shut up. Wow, look at you. I'm going to shut you up. You went at the king. Yeah. You got the horns. <laughs> I did. Wow. I did. So I, 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 had the, I would imagine the polar opposite. It was the, uh, the uh, anchor you referred to as Sir Lawrence of Beale. Larry Beale. Larry Beale. Larry Beale. You know, who is very understated. Yeah. I was the overstated one when I was doing all the highlights. I did an entire Knicks highlight from beginning to end because this is this was my bit, my spiel, my shtick <laughs> when I was in local uh, sports in Redding, California, where ESPN, thank goodness, found me. I don't know how they did, but they did. Um, at any rate, and I, I I did an entire Knicks highlight in Marv Albert's voice, the entire oh, 90 seconds, and Larry was on camera next, and I went, Larry. And he's just like, okay, <laughs> you know. And that's that was my first Sports Center. Uh, can you was, give me a little Marv Albert? There? Yes, I can. And it was different. I, I grew up a Marv addict. You know, not not you, Marvin, but the other yeah. the, the other Marv. Yeah. Um, and so there's many different Marvs. There's the excited Marv Albert last night. LeBron James, yes. <laughs> and then there's also the sarcastic Marv who goes low and you know this is the czar of the telestrator you know so i would do all of that stuff so you're and, doing 90 seconds oh, of that i was i was off the charts and he was so but berman was so nice to me too i i don't i apologize if i'm retelling the story on the show but uh you recall uh, at at the back in the day espn's banners that they still have that the, hang going away sun. parties well, yeah, going away parties that for, for fans who's watching ESPN event, you could see the ESPN banner knowing yeah. who is broadcasting the game. So uh, folks would hang them over the sides of the prefabricated cubicles there and ask the on-air talent to sign it for charity. Yeah, I'm 26 years old, fresh out of, again, Redding, California, and I'm thinking to myself in week two, you know, I don't want to be caught signing this thing by someone like you, Dan, where you'd be like, how long have you been here? You know, that's my name up there. You know, I was afraid to sign these things. Yeah. So I'm doing a 730 Sports Center or 7 Sports Center and 730 Baseball Tonight is next on a Sunday. Berman's in the makeup chair. He's doing the baseball tonight. And I figured, who better to ask than this guy? when it's okay to sign the banners. Like, so how I, long do you have to be here? That's uh, when I asked him. I'm like, how many sports centers do I have to do? You, you're the guy. And until I'm able to sign these banners. And he goes, how many have you done? One? And I'm like, yeah. And he says, F it. Sign them all. And I grabbed a Sharpie, and I went down the line. And I'm like, I don't care who catches me. I got Berman's checkmark, yeah, man. Yeah. He was so nice about that. Yeah. First Super Bowl you attended? First Super Bowl I attended was as a uh, Sports Center anchor, uh, just off um, and hanging, uh, was the Ravens beating the tar out of the Giants in Tampa. Um, and then the first one I covered was Brady's second championship 
This is my 20th Super Bowl for NFL Network. And this was the one uh, where he beat Jake DeLoma, who played a hell of yeah, a he game. Did. He did. Moose and Muhammad, Steve Smith. I mean, that was a great team that beat the Eagles, by the way, in the NFC Championship game to make the Super Bowl. And that was Brady's second. And then the next year, he went back-to-back. So the first two years of NFL Network were were the last back-to-back Super Bowls. I get a lot of credit for leaving and establishing something, but you were leaving SportsCenter to yeah. go to NFL Network. Uh-huh. And at the time, we weren't quite sure what yeah. it was <laughs> right. in how many households, but you had to see something, feel something, or maybe you didn't see or feel something at ESPN and thought, yeah, I can, I can have this to myself. I mean, I, I applauded you for doing it because I thought, you can that can be your network if you well, want to you were one of the few that actually uh stuck to um, the rsvp to my wedding after i left <laughs> there were a few empty seats at my wedding from some people from espn well, it was open bar rich so yeah, I, I know and as a matter of fact if i'm not mistaken chris fowler came on the show the other day and i made him tell the story that you and the uh, cocktail hour were not pleased with the, uh, I guess, alacrity of the drinks being put in your hand. And he went behind the bar himself and started pouring for people. You know, that little that little silver cone that you, you use to measure, yeah. that went out the window. Yeah, yeah. He, just like, he was like yeah. Tom Cruise in cocktail flipping the things around. Uh, but, we're in Central Park, the boathouse. That's right. Yeah. It's an unbelievable setting. It was nice. And I said, the only thing missing is a good time. Let's get some liquor going here. I'm taking pictures with Susie. I have no idea what the hell's happening. No idea. We come back from the pictures like, you have no idea what Dan Patrick just did. It is true. That is a fact. It is true. I had people, you know, backwards, uh, you know, doing shots on the bar with their head back. On, and I'm like, pouring shots. My mother-in-law's like, what do you mean the Jägermeister's all gone? So Body uh, shots off the mother-in-law. She's for the whole damn thing. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, no video. Uh, no video. At any rate. Uh, but you remember, you know, um, back in the day uh it was kind of a combination of a couple things just to be really quick about it sports center went from a show of when 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 i first arrived and you were making me nervous um to the show where people tuned in to see what happened because they either saw it only once or hadn't seen it at all and we were telling a story with an on-camera lead-in and then uh, a whole highlight that told the story with a score panel afterwards and then you would toss it to the other anchor and then back and forth a ping pong and it was fun it was great and then uh, towards the end of the tenure, SportsCenter tuned, turned into a show of telling you why something happened as opposed to what happened, because it was assumed you'd already seen it multiple times, either on the Internet or, you know, through this newfangled phone thing yeah. that was in your hand. Um, and so I, I felt like I, I had been turned into, and this was the Crossfire era, uh, where I'm now um, the host of a show where two analysts come on to argue with each other. This is the beginning of a lot of these argument shows. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do, only what I want to do. I want to do other things. And I was told you can only do SportsCenter, and that's where the the bash came in. And then NFL Network walked in the door, and I can live in Los Angeles and start something new. And Steve Bornstein was uh, the guy who was leading it. And um, he was the president of ESPN for all those years, so I knew him. And I just took the leap, and here I am 20 Super Bowls later, man. You can see uh, Rich Eisen, NFL Network host, uh, eight and a half hour edition. Started five minutes ago. <laughs> NFL game. And here's, I'm, I'm giving you an exclusive. As soon as that eight and a half hours is over, four days of darkness therapy. I'm going straight in. Yep, four days of darkness therapy after eight and a half hours of television. I need to be alone in the dark. And uh, I come through it. I have no idea what I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, what, what I'm going to do. Why not all that. nine hours? Why 
Fight uh, it, fight to have. I'll, I'll run that up the flagpole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're. I gonna... mean, if I if we're gonna round, I'd round down, down? Okay. not up. You know, if uh, I could. Rich is also the host of the Rich Eisen Show, which uh, airs Monday through Friday at noon Eastern on Roku. Yeah, you start to. I mean, I did this Super Bowl pregame a couple of times, but hosted in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and it's forever. It is, and you have to, you have to, you know, get acclimated to like it's sensory overload. The crowd, don't, and then you end the night by yes. handing out the Super Bowl. So the most yes. important thing you're going to do is hand out the trophy mm-hmm. at the end of a whatever 11 hour day or 12 yeah. hour day, and be your best. Don't screw up. Well, one time uh, for a few years, I did the morning and the evening show. I didn't give out the trophy. I just gave out the highlights. And then we would have guests come by after they won the Super Bowl. Sean Payton in in, in uh, Miami he, uh, slapped me in the uh, hand when I it just extended for handshake, and he just slapped it so hard. I, I had that, you know, Brock Purdy feeling like, again, where from my elbow down to my hand, I didn't feel it the entire time because he hit it so hard. Uh, those were really long days. You know, I remember the the Seattle-Denver Super Bowl in New York where my analysts were asleep in the green room for the first half of the game, you know. Just because you guys have been we doing morning. We woke up at yeah. 4 in the morning to yeah. get to the stadium in New Jersey. At any rate, it's, it's, it's fun. It's amazing to actually be here. I, I cannot believe it's 20 Super Bowls. NFL Network celebrates 20 years of being on the air in November, and it's just a it's going to be a great season. Uh, what's at stake for both of these quarterbacks? Well, Mahomes, um, I don't think there's anything terribly at stake, to be very honest with you, for Jalen Hurts, other than the fact that uh, you never know when you're going to get back to the game. Uh, And I I don't say that with any uh, hint of uh, criticism. Uh, I think the Eagles are set. But I proffer to say if you were doing this show in Dan Marino's first Super Bowl, you would be oh, we're definitely going to see him yeah. back here. Yeah. Uh, he never made it back. So that's potentially what's at stake, that the window of opportunities open now. Uh, iron's hot, might as well strike. Um, and then with Mahomes, this is, this is it. I mean, every player in the NBA is now going to be chasing LeBron's scoring record from here on out. And then we don't know. We, we're assuming, and he should hit 40,000 points and beyond by by the time he hangs it up. So now Brady's number is fixed because he's retired for good, last I heard. And so it's fixed. And if it is indeed fixed, it's seven. This is now the number by which we will measure all quarterbacks. And it's not fair because that number is absurd. All those years when Brady was winning championships in the early part of NFL Network were like, oh, four is the number. Now it's seven. So Mahomes... If he does want to get in this area code by the time he's hung them all up, he still can. Like, if you're looking at any quarterback who can get in the galaxy, sure. Brady, he's the one. And winning this weekend is is the huge first step. Otherwise, that's another year off the calendar, and he's still six behind. But I wonder if there's a young uh, a quarterback who fits in with Mahomes being this young but this great, where you have analysts saying he might be a top-ten quarterback of all, all time. So at, at age 27. I think that guy is Burrow. If you have to peg one right now, no, but pre, you know, pr- right. uh, prior to this, yes, you know, Montana was a little bit older. Correct. I mean, you know, Elway took in time as well. But can you think of a better quarterback at a younger age who's accomplished as much as Mahomes? I would think, uh, in terms of what stats, winning or something winning. like that, winning, you'd have to, you would have to look at Russ. I mean, Russ in the first few oh, years yeah. was winning two playoff games a, a year, but not getting credit. His defense. Oh, that's that's true. Like Mahomes is getting all the credit. And I think that that's where the Russ cooking thing happened. You know, started to cook, 
and now has manifested itself into his current situation. Um, but Russ was really successful in the beginning yeah. and came out of nowhere. If and he had won that second one, though. We would be talking about that team as being dynastic. Yes. And, you know, you could still make the case that they were. Um, certainly when a handful of them will wind up with Boston Jackets at the end of the day. He, uh, he has a show to do. He's Rich Eisen, yes. and, and it's uh, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern. You're yes, here sir. in uh, Scottsdale. It's on Roku, and also his uh, NFL game day morning. Eight and a half I, hours. I apologize for no, laughing. No, you but... should laugh. It's an okay. absurd t- It's an absurd <laughs> amount. Like, I, you know, it, it's amazing during the playing season – how quickly the week goes by between, between regular season weeks, and this one is an eternity. I'm tired of reading the promo about you doing eight and a half yeah. hours. Did, did, like, you, did you pull a hand? You, 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 you cramped? Fatigued. You cramped I'm during fatigued. that? I, I love football, but, I mean, eight and a half hour pre And the, the interesting thing is, even, even with the NFL in our title and the NFL owning our network, um, we, with I think three hours to go, lose the ability to show NFL footage because that's exclusive to who's paying the absurd amount of money to broadcast the Super Bowl. So we have no footage. So we're just on camera a lot. <laughs> Talking. Oh, yeah. That's when the celebrity's like, hey, look who's here with a new movie, you know, coming in. It's like you're Thanks doing a, a, a telethon or something. It is. We you should raise money. Phone calls. We should raise money. Yeah. Yes. Oh, NFL Network. Correct. Yeah. Can yeah. I talk to Mooch, please? Call in. <laughs> Stop by. Uh, we, we would like that. Yeah. That's right. Hashtag warrior. Rich Eyes. Hey, congrats. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank pop, you. Pop, pop, the Dan Pop, pop show. Yeah, I got my, uh, yeah. I got my uh, cigars. Somebody wow. dropped off. It's a girl. My uh, are those candy? My grand, yeah. Is that right? Grand, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay congratulations. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Anytime. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. We uh, bring Debo in, the 49ers wide receiver. The Niners went 13-4 and this year, losing to the Eagles in the NFC title game. And uh, we say hello to uh, Debo Samuel. Yeah, here he comes. Okay, all right. Uh, Marvin, Marvin giving a Marvin giving a standing ovation to Debo. Okay, all right. Come on, now you already know Niner. Come on, Niner fan. Oh, that's right. You Marv, are. Come on, Marv is a big, big Niner fan Debo. here. I forgot all about that. Come on, let's go. Debo's here. Okay. Come on, just giving the ball anywhere in space. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. We're, we're thinking that maybe you change your designation to wide receiver and running back, so you're like Shohei Otani, the pitcher and hitter. So you get two contracts there. Now, I know you got your new contract, but next time around, what if we do wide receiver running back, like WRB? I think I, I love that, too. All right. You okay with that? <laughs> can you play quarterback? A little bit. Yeah? I can throw it a little bit. But I was wondering, you know, they could have had you and McCaffrey playing quarterback. Couldn't you guys switch down, or are you a better quarterback than Christian in that game against the Eagles? Um, I don't know. He threw a pass since he'd been here for a tug. I threw one, so we both won for one. So, I mean, uh, really don't matter which one of us get back there in that moment. But what's going on on the sidelines there when you realize that you may not have a quarterback? I mean, it was tough. Um, with neither one of us being able to uh, call plays before, and we see Christian McCaffrey coming to huddle with a with a quarterback wristband. We like, all right, <laughs> we're like, all right, we're in trouble. We're like, in trouble now if that's the case. And you hear him calling a play, and he's like screaming at the top of his lungs. And we like, bro, like you don't have to be that. <laughs> <laughs> but does he yell because the crowd is so loud, or does he think that's what you're supposed to do he as a quarterback? Think, he just thinks that's what he's supposed to do. And we was in a huddle, like, yo, you, you can you can tone it down a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but you guys battled, though. I mean, it's a tough situation. But, you know, at, at what point do you realize we're in trouble? Um, we went in more so big trouble when Purdy went down uh, second play of the game. 
uh, it got really, really bad. The third player, the, the third player, the second half when Josh went down, we was like, yeah, like I don't know what's about to happen, but we about to try everything possible for like to try to get a win. But as it as it went on, they knew we couldn't throw the ball, so like they just loaded the box up and just you know it didn't end too well. How good is that Eagle team? Um, I really can't tell you how good they is because we didn't really have a fair chance out there. So I mean. Um, we had a great game plan. We know who we was going to attack. We knew what we was going to attack, but we was we wasn't able to do it. What were you going to attack? Um, the DBs, you know, all game long. Uh, we was going to go at them all all day long. We know um, they was they was quick to trigger on certain stuff that they see on film. So we we had some stuff dialed up where we knew they was going to bite it up. And as as you can see, um, early in the game, the play Purdy got sacked on Brandon. Are you wide open? Yeah. So, were you talking about they would they would jump the routes a lot of th times? Or? Yeah, they'll see the they'll see the stem of a route and just try to guess it. And we had stuff in the bag that was going to mess their head up. We knew they was going to have to play unders all game long. Well, you know, now I'm looking forward to the do over next year. But who's your quarterback? I mean, um, that's out of my control. Well, no, you got to vote. No vote. No vote. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You're going to the water, going to the water early there. No vote. How about Christian McCaffrey will be your quarterback next year? <laughs> uh, it, what hurts on you now after the season's over? Um, honestly, I'm not even that beat up right now. I feel feel pretty good. You know, um, during the game, you know, you have some nicks here and there, but once it's over, like. It just takes a couple of days just to get get back going and get ready for practice, but we wasn't getting ready for practice. So, I mean, we ain't had a number of time now, so um, my body's doing pretty good. But do you hide injuries? Are you good at hiding injuries? Um, no, nah, if I'm hurting, I'm going to let Kyle know I'm hurting. I'm oh, not okay. going to go out go out to practice and try to hurt myself even more. The best defense you went against this year? San Francisco 49ers training camp. <laughs> 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 going to the water again. <laughs> Who's the guy that plays like he's all out in practice on the Niners' defense? Fred Warner, every day. Oh, man. Every he's, day. Like, I could not be, a, like, a, a scout team running back for our team. He's going to hit you and hurt you? And then when he get to hit, and then all them boys get to hit. <laughs> so it should be long days for them boys out there, man. Are they allowed to hit you? No. Nah, I mean, in training camp. Oh, they can hit you? Yeah, you can hit, you can hit anybody in training camp. You can't hit the quarterback. We're not going to. You're not going to the ground though. It's like a thud. Oh, okay. Fred, I, Fred's underrated. Ah. Uh, uh, no, I'm talking nationwide. I think when people watch him, the, they go, the world, "Oh my the, god!" The world knows, but you they don't. So? They don't. They don't talk about it as much. Well, you know, but that's, not too many people like the Niners. You know. Why? I don't know. Well, what's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. Yeah, but 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 who do they not like? Uh, they don't like, you know what I'm saying, the the hardball, smash-mouth team that we play. And then after this year, after every team played us, it was 0-17, 0-16, so it kind of, you know. Yeah, but we respect that. I mean, are you talking about players in the league hate yeah, the Niners? players oh, in the league. Oh, We're not talking about you guys. Hell with, the, hell with those guys. <laughs> who cares about them? Yeah, who talked the most when you play against them? Uh, I mean, a lot of guys, like, they be trying to be friendly with. Oh, know, friendly! They be trying to be friendly with our receiver group because they know, you know, we we block hard. We play, we play physical, and you know. So what do like, they say to Debo Samuel during a game? Um, not too much. 
Nothing. Nah. But they're trying to be nice to you. Yeah, hey, man, good job. Don't <laughs> talk to me, bro. <laughs> um, best offense you saw this year, besides 49ers. the 49ers, best offense you saw. I mean, the Chiefs' offense is pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Really good. Pretty yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes pretty good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Best quarterback in the NFL is who? Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care who wins this game? Um, as bad as I want the Eagles to lose, um, I got so much love for AJ Brown. Like that's my dog. So, um, due to us losing, you know, um, I want him to win. That's the only reason why I want the Eagles to win. Cause like you know, I have so much love and respect for how he carries himself, how he played the game, and just the relationship we've built before we even got drafted. If I put all the receivers, top-end receivers, lined you up 100-meter dash, who wins that? Mm, Tyreek Hill wins yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Like he's different than everybody else? He can run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but what's that like for somebody like you who can run, and then you see somebody who can run? Nah, he really, like, he really got gas. <laughs> he, he really moving like we played we played we played Miami him and him and Waddle like you just see them boys like like the touchdown that they scored the first play of the game he ran his receiver down and he's 20 yards behind <laughs> just having fun just like well I tried to I tried to hook up a race with Usain Bolt and Tyreek Hill last year I like Usain yeah well if I said like a 40 yard dash or even 60 Tyreek I think could take him in, in a 60 60 meters. You get those long legs going in 100 meters. No chance. Usain Bolt going to beat anybody on. I mean, what's that like, you think, to be the fastest guy on the planet? Billions of people there walking around. Would you rather be that or the heavyweight champ of the world? Uh, I'd rather be the heavyweight, heavyweight champ of the world. Okay. So that used to be a big deal. Now I don't even know who the heavyweight champ is. Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champ of the world. By the way, did you uh, watch LeBron last night? Were you interested in that? Um, I was on the plane. Okay. Did you care that he was passing Kareem on the all-time scoring list? I mean, I'm a LeBron fan, so, you know, uh, I was I was enjoying it, seeing it all over Twitter and the Internet once I landed, um, got off my flight. Have you met LeBron? I have not. Oh. Somebody's got to hook you out there. <laughs> Come on. Wear your jersey and go courtside with the <laughs> Although, I think he's a Cowboy fan, isn't he? Hey, I don't, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. But I know he's not a Niner fan. Hey, man, not too many of them. Uh, Marvin is a Niner fan, so Marvin asked if he could uh, ask you a question. So you got yeah, one sure. question to ask Marv. All right, so what's it like? All right. You put me, you put me on the spot. I'm I'm crazy. Do you want to you want to go fan? you want to go get a drink of water like Debo does? Oh, I don't have any water oh, right now okay. to drink right now. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say I was a big fan. That was it. I didn't want no questions. No question. No, no nothing. I just love his game. I just love how he goes about it. Because the thing is, back then, <laughs> oh, wide receivers, nah, he going after it. You give him the ball in space, it's like Pop Warner. I would say you like a Pop Warner. Pop Warner, the best player, you just give him the ball anywhere. What y'all called? Uh, what y'all called? Like uh, kill a man with the football. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh kill, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. what y'all call it? Yeah, yeah kill a man with yeah. the football. Yeah. yeah, we call it like baddest man. Baddest man. So that's backyard where guys got the ball and everybody's South yeah. Carolina where you're you're the baddest man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you always win that? No, nah, it was it was actually a lot of good people out there. I mean, 
and then you tackling with no pads and stuff on. But it was fun at the time. But as you look back, you're like, nah, what was we doing? Well, <laughs> oh, now you got a question? I was, how many people say something like, my grandmama gave me that chain? How many Debo references from the movie Friday do you get? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, too many, literally. <laughs> but, but who it's calls, a lot. Who calls you by your full name? Uh, my stepmom. Are you in trouble when she calls you that? Nah, she oh. just don't like the name Debo. Oh, okay. Um, do you want to uh, explain what you're doing with Wells Fargo, the uh, big game food report here? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, here, was well, here, was well, here with Wells Fargo, uh, the agri-food report is in. Um, prices are low. Um, be sure to check out Wells Fargo um, blog for food. Uh, let's see. Big Game Food Report. Uh, Wells Fargo Big Game Food Report. Check it out at Wells Fargo uh, Food uh, for Thought blog to learn more. What, Marvin? I was just watching you work. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's me, you, and Debo. I'm, We're hanging out. What about everybody else? Who? Yeah. <laughs> ah. but, but I got a Broncos fan, yep. a Patriots fan, and I got a Bears fan. Yeah. So they don't have any questions. They got nothing to say this year. Yeah. No. Well, it's good to see you, and uh, thanks for stopping by. Good luck with uh, whatever happens uh, started next season, the quarterbacking <laughs> position. At least you have a couple of options there with, with Trey and, and Brock. Could be worse. And no Tom Brady. Did you think that there was a chance Tom Brady was coming to town? Um, I don't know. You know, uh, we let all the things handle yourself. And yeah, work, but when you heard that, that possibility. I mean, you heard a lot, you know. Yeah. Would that have been something interesting? I don't know. We would have had to see. Yeah, all right. Take another drink of water. <laughs> He's Debo Samuel, the 49ers. We'll take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar, 
Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.